conversations and tonight is no exception we are going to have a very exciting discussion tonight i have a very special guest waiting to to join us in this weekend interview i hope you had a, a wonderful week this week we we marked the this week we marked the anniversary of the birth of the great civil rights leader malcolm x one of one of my one of my heroes uh, so I hope you you recognized um, that and, and paid some tribute to to him for the sacrifices that he made on behalf of our people. Also today is African Liberation Day, and so all of you of African descent and all of you who have benefited from the sweat of our people of African descent, which is all of us, um, you, you take a pause and. Um, and look up to the sky and imagine a day when people of African descent will feel liberated. So today's African Liberation Day. Uh, so we have an exciting show for you tonight. If you are regularly with us on a Wednesday night, I want to say thank you for, put, for putting us in your schedule. Welcome back. If tonight is your first night listening to this week in interview, let me give you a very warm welcome. And I hope that at the end of the hour, you too will become a regular listener to this week in interview. This week in interview, of course, is a production of TDN Radio. And our objective is to bring you information in the form of discussions with persons of interest. Always have conversations. And, and the objective of the conversations is to stimulate you into action, to, or to give you Something that you can go and do right away or tomorrow that's going to make a difference based on what we spoke about. And, and of course, our approach is to bring you topics of interest, but bring it to you with a twist. Uh, if, if what we do on this weekend interview is a duplicate of what you can find on regular media, um, then there's no use, there's no need for us. But no, we, we bring it to you from a different angle. We bring you persons who have experience, persons who have had experiences and, 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 and have in the knowledge that they can share with us and, 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 and then teach us in such a way. But also, if you, if you're a regular listener, you know that I like to start the show by playing the Karakam anthem. It's, it's a mark towards my, aspiration that the Caribbean is going to be one nation one of these days. And so I always play, once a week, I play the Caricom Anthem. 
I think I may have the record for the person who has introduced the CARICOM anthem to the most people. Because every Wednesday I play it, so as we pick up new listeners, I get a lot of texts and say, I love that song, I never heard that song before. So let's listen to the beautiful Mikael Henderson and do the CARICOM anthem. And when we come back, we're going to launch right into having a beautiful conversation with our guests. We're going to talk to an author. And um, when we come back, we'll be introducing him. So stay tuned. G&D Enterprises, Inc. is your one-stop shop for web design and development, web hosting, domain names, dedicated servers, live event streaming, online ticketing, custom stream players, smartphones and tablets, electrical and mechanical parts and tools procurement, business supplies and equipment procurement, including computers, motors, breakers, panels, commercial printers, and copiers. G&D Enterprises, Inc., the services you need when you need them. Find us online at gandenterprisesinc.com or call us today for more information at 617-329-9434. Fast, effective, efficient service. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. Well, listeners, welcome back. Um, I told you, Mikael Anderson has a beautiful voice. Beautiful lady with a beautiful voice. Singing a beautiful song about a beautiful dream of Caribbean unity. Um, also, our, our lead sponsors for this weekend interview, GND Enterprises, want to say thank you to them. And um, they, they're introducing a new product on the market. It's actually not so much of a product, more of a service. It's called Caribbean Business Linkup. It's, it's a website. If you go to CaribbeanBusinessLinkup.com, if you own a business, um, whether as a... Uh, as a consultant, as a, as a professional, or as a, as a business that provides services, whether you're a mechanic shop or, or an accountant or a tax person or, or, or security guard, whatever business that you own, whether you are in Dominica or in any of the Caribbean islands or you are in the U.S., um, Caribbean Business Linkup gives you the opportunity to advertise your business for free. So you can, you can advertise your business and you can sell your product. And if you're looking for Caribbean products to sell, eventually, hopefully, you can you can go on there and 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 get um your your look for for products that you want to buy. I I know GND Enterprises have done this a few years ago, and um, I I am very happy to see that they that they've dusted it off and, and are trying to bring it back. But let's get into the business of tonight. This is this weekend interview. I I am your host Anthony Drago, and um. Tonight, we are having a discussion about democracy. Those of you who listen to me often enough know that I get a special kick out of discussing politics. And so tonight, we're going to be talking politics, but not... Well, now, when sometimes when people say politics and politicians, it always has a negative connotation to it. But politics in the sense of... Politics is everything. Politics is how we govern. And, and the people that we give to run our affairs. 
how you know how we go about choosing them and how they go about governing. My idea, that's my idea of politics. And so tonight's discussion is about politics, but the aspect of politics that we call democracy. And so many times we hear the term democracy, and it's branded out there almost like it's a religion, that when you hear something is in the pursuit of democracy, oh, okay, okay, it's justified, because they were trying to to bring democracy to, to a country or to a nation or to enhance democracy. So it's branded out there as as a as an ideology, almost almost a religion. And tonight, um, listeners, we, we have a very special guest um, with us, uh, a writer, a thinker, you know, and in, in the person of Mr. Jeffers Joseph. And he has a book called Democracies, Hypocrisies. So it is the hypocrisies of democracies. Uh, and... Um, I, I think that we may be all well aware of, of what that may mean, but he, he's here, and um, he's going to, by the end of the, of the hour, the end of our conversation, we'll have a fair idea as to what are the hypocrisies that, that, that he, he sees when he looks around at our versions of democracies. So, Mr. Jeffers, Joseph, welcome to this weekend interview. Welcome back, I should say. We're very delighted to have you as our guest on this weekend interview. Thank you, Anthony. So am I. I'm delighted to be here as well. And uh, thank you for inviting me a second time. I mean, you, you seem good to night. be... Good evening to your listeners as well. Yes, certainly, certainly. Um, the last time I know they enjoyed, they enjoyed having you on, and I was going to say that you seem to be very versatile. Um, the last time you were here, we were, we were talking fiction... And murder and intrigue and, you know, and, and tonight we're talking politics and democracy. So. Fiction, correct. Non-fiction. So, but, you know, you're a Caribbean man and like I say, we, you know, we, we, we wear many hats. Yes, we do. Don't we? <laughs> Certainly. So what I want to do is I want to, in, I want to get into the discussion by reading part of the introduction of your book. Democracy hypocrisies, and sure. um, and 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 we will segue into that where I will give you the opportunity to 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 expand and and, and you know on on what exactly um, the book the book is 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 intended to communicate. So so the introduction is over the years there have been a concerted effort by the elite to gradually transform democracy into something else in an attempt to maintain the status quo. As we have as we have known it, the traditional definition of democracy is such that power is placed in the hands of the masses, government by the people. The people are charged with the supreme power to formulate the government by electing noble, wise, and skilled statesmen to represent them. It is therefore incumbent upon those elected these elected officials to engage in fixing the policies and conducting all governmental affairs on behalf of the people. Everyone in society is entitled to equal opportunity with the same freedom of expression as well as the absence of hereditary or arbitrary class distinction or privileges. In layman terms, in the eyes of the law, everyone is equal and should be given the same treatment with no special favors given to anyone 
over another. All right, Mr. Jeffers, this, <laughs> uh, it's like idealistic, idealistic, right? But, yes. but, but, but I think it's a very clear, you know, you know, I've heard many people try to define what democracy is. This is one of the clearest explanation of, of the concept of democracy, where it, 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 you have it very succinctly, where, um, what you say, as we know it, the, the power is placed in the hands of the masses. Correct. To, to choose government, to choose noble, wise, and skilled. And there you use one of my favorite words, statesmen. And women, of course, you know, that's one of my favorite words, to represent them. So, so we've, to someone who, who seems to understand the concept of democracy so well. Let me, before I give you a, before we go to the hypocrisy side of it, let's, let's continue to dwell on the, on the idealistic part of it. Uh, and, and let's talk about democracy as an idea, as a concept, and, and give you a chance to expand and elucidate that, that, that aspect of democracy a little bit. Well, democracy by the by the very term uh, essentially means uh, it, it, it's based on the principle, uh, uh, the fundamental uh, principle that uh, government is put there by the people, of the people, and for the people. So to expand on that, government by the people, they were placed there. By virtue of people's vote, they were they were they were placed there by the by virtue of people's vote. Okay, to begin with, mm-hmm. of the people, they are subservient, subservient or subordinate of the people. They are charged with the responsibility of serving the people, not the other way around. For the people. They're expected to be working for the people. They're servants of the people. Again, the people are the bosses here, not the other way around. In essence, that's what democracy is all about. So the power is in the hands of the people, and the government officials are uh, servants of the people. So they work for the people. They are supposed to be working for people. But, but so, so let me play a little devil's advocate here and, and say that you are giving power to your servant. And so isn't, isn't it by design, um, destined to, to go haywire? If we, if you, because you say, you say they're chosen by the people. Okay, great. All right. We see that. But then you say that they are subservient to the people and they're supposed to work in for the people. Right. But they have, they have, by putting them in government, we were giving them all the power to govern. Yes. Well, well. Is that a dichotomy? No, not really. We should remove the word power. Um, where government, where government is concerned, they should not, by democracy's uh, uh, definition, 
They mm-hmm. should not. They should not have the power. The power should be in the hands of the masses, the populace, not in the hands of government. The power can never be in the hands of the employee. Always in the hands of the employer. So okay. the voters, the, the electorate, the voters who voted them into office are the bosses. They are the employers. They have the power. They should have the power. According to democracy. Uh, so according to democracy, that, that power is never transferred to the people that are selected. It is always still vested with the people. Correct. Okay. All right. It's hard to believe that nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's, and that's why, that's why I'm dwelling on it so much. Um, I, I, I guess, I guess we can. So, so where do you, where do you see the hypocrisy then? Yeah, I, I know if that might be a topic that will take us all night. Well, but, I was but, about to ask you, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's see what we can do with this. Mm. Okay, so putting this in the, in the context of what is happening nowadays, uh, let's take let's let's take our country for as an example. Let's take down Nika as an example. Mm-hmm. In the last. In the last Calypso competition, there was a Calypsonian that sang a song, and the title of the song was The the Tail Wagging the Dog. The Tail Wagging the Dog. Do you recall that? Yeah. That's essentially what what democracy is nowadays. That's That's essentially what democracy is nowadays. So... Instead of the people having the control, the power, to dictate to government what should be done, government has taken, power has been transferred to the government, and they are dictating to the people what should be done. That's the dichotomy. Okay. So... So, from, from just from what you're saying, then it seems that one of the major aspects of democracy that's missing in our version of democracy is is that, that default clause, that automatic ejection button, where you serve a fixed number of terms beyond which you're no longer eligible. So like in U.S., for example, you can serve two, two consecutive terms as president. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you, if you, if you happen to select people who enjoy being your servant so much that they want to hold on to it at any cost. Correct. Written into the law, they, they no longer, they no longer, um, uh able to <laughs> how do you say they, they 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 no longer can serve. They automatically we automatically get a reset. Automatically get a reset. So so if so if that is missing then that means that we do not have 
a true democracy? Well, yes, that that's hypocrisy, actually, um, and that's why hypocrisy is, uh, is uh, applicable here, because the government there should be t- a term limit. With democracy, there's a term limit to begin with. There shouldn't be a uh, government uh, remaining in power perpetually. There should be nothing like that. There should be no um, autocracy. Okay. There should be there should be term limits. Uh, two terms. Look at America. Take America as an example. Two terms and you're out. Give the people the opportunity to vote someone else into office to assume duties, to assume the presidency or the prime ministership. Anytime uh, you, you remain in government for an extended period of time, it is not democracy anymore. It has uh, morphed into something else. Okay, so in, in and of itself is an erosion of mm. democracy. Okay. In that context. Yeah, I see, I see it in that context. Okay, so, so one of the first we will identify one, one issue, one issue is democracy as, 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 as is defined in its ideal form. Um, give me a, let's talk about a different, a different aspect then that makes it, um, uh, okay, so, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead, Anthony, go ahead. No, 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 I was, I was, I was talking about how you, you said the, the, gov- the people that govern, the people who's gov- who, who are, get, are chosen are supposed to be chosen by the people. Mm-hmm. But when you get to a case where the, the government then now controls, they call me, would, like, would you like me to give you another example? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, let's take uh, freedom of speech. Okay, it's a good one. Let's, let's take freedom of speech as an example. The government, the people, should be free. It's the First Amendment here in in America, and it applies in most cases. The people should be free to speak, to say what they'd like to say, as long as it's within, as long as they, they are, they're not being, you know, um, inflammatory or prof- using profanities, sometimes that even works. So that should, uh, that should give you an idea as to the extent of uh, freedom people should have to, to speak up, to speak their minds speak their minds, to say what they would like to say, where government is, where governing is concerned. Because keep in mind that, let's, 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 let's build on this premise that the people are the ones with the power. Don't forget that. The people, the power in the people is stronger than the power in the people, in the people in in government. So the people right. in government, the power with the people is stronger than the power in the people in government. Mm-hmm. Okay? The power of the people in government. So let's, 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 um, build on, on that premise. 
the people should have freedom of speech to say what they'd like to say. They should have the freedom to peacefully protest. They should have the freedom, I repeat that, to peacefully protest. As long as they're not being disruptive, it's within their democratic right to peacefully protest. It is all a part of democracy. So, so, so we have, we have freedom of speech, freedom to protest. And I guess those things are, are where it's built, it's baked into the democracy cake in the sense that you, the people who you select to serve you have to be able to know when you are not satisfied with their performance so that they can adjust. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Absolutely. And when, and, and, uh, similar to, to an employer-employee, uh, relationship. If an employee does not perform, an employer is going to terminate you, correct? Right. If a leader, a, a politician, a representative in government does not perform to expectation, the people, their constituents or constituency, they, they, um, should be able, should be at liberty to remove them from office, to vote them out. And they should have free and fair elections. Free so, and fair elections. Free and fair. Okay. So, so let me ask you a question. Do you, do you subscribe to the idea that there are varying types, varying versions of democracy that, that should, that that that's applicable to different circumstances or no democracy should be this set of rules that should be able to apply in any situation anytime you try to adjust it to custom or culture or anything like that it becomes tinted what, what's your view on that Demo sure. democracy should be democracy anywhere Demo democracy anywhere should be should follow the rules of democracy. Any deviation from democracy, it is not democracy, it's non-democratic. Or something else. It's something else. Certainly not democracy. Not a democratic government. If you deviate from the principles of democracy, so, so let's come, let's come to the U.S. a little bit, since most people are familiar with, with the primary thing that's going on right now. Where, where, like, there was talk, there was, there was a situation that was arising with the Republican Party. It's no longer arising. It looks like it may arise in the Democratic Party now, where you may have, despite what the popular vote might be, you may have what you call super delegates in, 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 the, in the Democratic Party, or some other mechanism whereby the the voting process from the public can be circumvented, and a different person might come out as um as as the nominee you know? from that party. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
So from what so I'm hearing you right, you're saying that that is an example of uh, of democracy that's a little bit contaminated, right? Well, I can't afford to say that. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't because I'm not very versed with that process. But as far as we know, um, it's within uh, democracy. Um, the system is the system. I don't think they're deviating from the the um, constitution or, or the the laws that they, they they have in place. I think they're just following the laws in place. They're not changing any laws. So, so for example, the Democratic Party it may not turn out to be that way, but never mind what the primary primary results are. There are certain people that are called super delegates who can decide who they want to choose. Correct. And they may choose somebody who is completely different from what the popular masses seem to want or the popular people who voted in the Democratic Party seem to want. But still, but it, but it's still, it's still democratic because it's still, uh, it's by a referendum. It's by a vote. It's not something imposed on the people. It's something, uh, that is, uh, uh, that results from, uh, a vote. So, so the elections, the election process that we said that has to be free and fair. Mm-hmm. Especially in a, con- in a, in a context, if you have to go back to the Caribbean where mm-hmm. we have, we maybe, we probably have two more major radio stations at the most, maybe two newspapers. Um, how, how are we going to guarantee how are we going to guarantee um, elections are free and fair? Well, if you are, if you are, if, there, if there's election and, and people are, for example, you know, I just did a piece for uh, Caribbean News Now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's titled um, a new a new style of politics. Snap elections, the new style of politics. Where, where you say that article is? It's on Caribbean News Now. Caribbean News. Yesterday or the day before. CaribbeanNewsNow.com or? CaribbeanNewsNow.com. CaribbeanNewsNow.com. Okay. Just so if listeners, listeners want to go check out the article that you say you, you just wrote an article to that, to that, um, outlet? Yes. Alright, listeners, so you can check it out, um, Caribbean News Now. Dot com and, and, and check out the um, article by contribution by, by our guests. Go ahead. I, I just want you to put it, that in so people can Okay, no problem. No problem. It, it's addressing just just uh, exactly what you asked about. Um, he's talking about during an election to import people, to import people into the country. And it's a style that is uh, prevalent among many Caribbean islands today, they supplement constituencies by importing voters to vote in the election. So they, they reside, the diasporans residing in other countries, imported by the government to participate in the voting process. That is undemocratic. Or non-democratic 
No, no, listen, um, I, 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 there's a couple more topics I want to get to, but I, I like this discussion because I happen to agree with you. I think it's an atrocity that I live in New York City and I can, I can go along to Dominica, vote, and then I don't have to live with the consequences of my vote because I can come back to the U.S. to continue my life. Yeah. If, if I get sick, I have access to healthcare. And all, I have access to well-paying jobs and all of that thing. But, but surprisingly, surprisingly, Jeffers, I've been have I've been having discussions with some people that just don't see it that way at all. As very, very surprisingly, I, I, just, I, I approach this thing like it was a slam dunk. You know, anybody can see, blind can see that this is something that's wrong. And I'm getting so much pushback from people who telling me that, well, if you are a citizen of Dominica, you have the right to vote. And you should not be denied that right to vote simply because you reside in another country. And I, I cannot wrap my mind around that concept, but I don't know if you want to tackle well, that a little bit because... <laughs> yeah. Well, well that, that may be one part of it, but I... That's that's the partly, part, that's partly correct. However, it becomes non-democratic when you finance when you finance the ex, the the the, uh, the expenses of that particular voter. So, in other words, I can go down and vote for my country, but if someone pays my 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 fare to come down on my hotel accommodations and my food and everything and uh, gives me pocket money that's bribery and that's no, non-democratic and he's no, critical. No, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. But but I'm not even there, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm not even there. You, you know where I am? I am in the of the opinion that it's not enough to be a citizen to have the right to vote. I think you should also be a resident. Whatever the definition of re- whatever the definition of resident you want to give it, um, if if let's say we say resident, you're no longer a resident if you've been absent for three years. Whatever whatever definition we give for resident, I think it is wrong that I am living in the U.S. and I can go down for two days, vote, and come back up here. I don't have enough vested in the in the performance of the government. Precisely. If I if I'm not residing in the country. How am I going to be a part of the electoral process? How am I going to know the issues? How am I going to um, be that connected with with the the uh, with the goings on in the country? And, and more importantly, that you, I am not there to suffer the consequences. I am not there to, to suffer the consequences, consequences of the, or to enjoy the benefits. Well, if I choose to give us the benefits, but. So when you hear, and, and, and I, that, that is something that I'm very, 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 very strong about. And it's so surprising the amount of pushback that I get. And, and I get pushback from people well, who... Therein, therein lies the hypocrisy. Okay. <laughs> that's the hypocrisy. That is that's a, that's that's a perfect people. example of the hypocrisy, right? Because the people who are pushing back know that it's illegal to do that and they know that it's non-democratic to do that 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, that 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 is where I am. That is where I am. But but let's 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 move on a little bit to a few more specific um, aspects of democracies and hypocrisies. Um, in, in the, in, in, go ahead. You want to make one more point? How about how about the media? Media. Media. Media as 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 an aspect of democracy. Radio stations in Dominica, for example, you know, many Caribbean islands and many countries. But let's take let's take uh, Dominica as an example. The radio station. Every citizen should have, including the opposition, should have access to the national radio station. Okay. The, the radio station should not be owned and controlled by any particular party. That is non-democratic. Freedom of speech, freedom of mm-hmm. me, freedom, freedom, media. That's a mm-hmm. part of democracy. But you see, you see, where I think we 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 get into trouble is is that people be, you become the government by working as a party, campaigning as a party, contesting the election as a party. And we seem not to be able that once we've won and we've formed the government, we seem not to be able to separate the party from the government. You you, you see what I'm saying? I, I understand. I understand. And and to me, that there, that right there is where is one of the areas where we run into trouble. That's so, true. so when we talk about when we talk about the radio station and we talk about okay, the radio station is it belongs to the government, not the party in power. To the people. Right. The radio station it belongs, belongs to, to the, the people. people. Right. Remember. Remember, everything belongs to the people. The people are the bosses. In a democracy, the people are the bosses. So the people, the radio station belongs to the people. No party, whether the incumbent party or the opposition or any other party, should monopolize the radio station or television station or what have you. It is not democratic to do that. So, so if we had to think of something radical... Should it should it be that we should do away with elections and just give each party two terms in turn? There certainly should be term limits. No, no, I'm not talking about term limits. I'm saying, okay, if you 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 have certain criteria that you have, a group of people have to meet before they can be considered an official political party, okay? Mm-hmm. And therefore, everybody has a turn to govern. So it doesn't matter. What you do, you have a time to come in, into government, and your time in government automatically expires. Sounds intriguing. That is maybe something we have to explore. I guess, yes. Because I, I, cause I don't know how, as you, as how as people we expect human beings to, to, to be able to separate it and say, well, okay, I'm the prime minister. I am functioning as a prime minister, not as a leader of the Labour Party. How is that possible when, as leader of the Labour Party, 
you want to continue to be in government in, in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. So I think right. I I think that we have some flaws that's baked into our into our democracy into our democracy. Um, kick. But but going back to the media, um, the it's interesting. I think that the the way we govern, the way we, we manage the media, can 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 detect whether we have fair free and fair elections or not. I think I think that's a major aspect of having free or fair elections. Absolutely. If the if the people are the people should be should have access to both sides of the debate. They should have access, equal access to both sides. So they should be able to listen to the incumbent government and they should be able to listen to the other side, the opposition, equally. If if the other side, opposition, is not getting the same um, access to the media, then how can it be democracy? It cannot. Another hypocrisy. Another, yeah. It's hypocrisy, right. Another another area that you handle in the book, and I think you handle it right nicely, is and and by the way, listeners, we we're talking tonight with Mr. Jeffers Joseph. He has written a book called Democracies, Hypocrisies, and um, we're talking about that book. In, we're talking about politics, about but in the context of that book. So I'm encouraging you to go on Amazon.com and and buy a copy of the book. It's very very interesting reading. Um, Mr. Joseph is a very insightful writer, and he's, he's, he has the, the gift of being able to communicate his ideas very clearly and, and in, in, the, in a very succinctly and very clearly. I think you would enjoy you would enjoy the read. So I'm encouraging you to go to um, Amazon.com and search for and, and purchase his book. Um, democracies, hypocrisies. So, so what I was saying is that another area that you handled in the book is the diminishing power of the trade unions. And, and, and the reason why I'm, I am trying to bring it into the discussion is because I believe from, from the discussion is coming out that democracy in itself is well designed. However, it seems like we, we need institutions in and around the democracy to keep it in check, to support it, to prop it out. And I think the having trade unions and similar type of organizations where people can come together and, and challenge the government and, and, and hold them accountable. So let's talk a little bit about the trade unions and what do you see as the role of a powerful trade union or the lack of a powerful trade union, the impact it has on our democracy? Well, the trade, trade union, unions are there as uh, the employees' protection. Right? Employees should feel insulated by their, their unions. And in the book, and, uh, on that chapter, there are many states many states here in the United States that have eroded the trade union trade unions almost they have almost eradicated trade unions in this country in certain areas of the country there's uh, something called 
the Right to Work Act. You read that in the book. Yes. It was, it was dictated that an employee in certain states, at the time I wrote the book, there were 22 states who had enacted that law to uh, the Right to Work Act, which simply means that you should not have be, have be with an, a union prior to or after employment. So even before you, 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 you gain employment with a company, you shouldn't have be with a union, neither should you be there after termination from that company. At the time, there were 22 states who had uh, enacted that law. Right, uh, and they call it the right to work act, but it's really a union busting law. You know, it's really, yeah. a, it's really a union busting act because one of the things that they did was they, 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 they gave people the right to choose not to pay union dues. Correct. It's, it's yeah. a dichotomy there. Yeah. So it's a hypocrisy. <laughs> it's it's hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, the name, the, the name, name implies that implies the you have the right to work. You have the right to work. Irony up. is. Yeah. They yeah. take the other right to work, but not the right to get to get paid Correct. properly or with benefits. Correct. So, so maybe maybe the name is not wrong. You have the right to work. You're not promising that they will pay you properly for your work. You know. Yeah, but they they strip you of your rights. Though. Yeah, that, right. those those laws are dangerous. Those laws are dangerous. There's there is statistics I was reading um, that says that. Um, the, in the states where they, that those laws are, that they have the right to work laws, um, workers is a certain percent more chance that workers there do not have um, health coverage and benefits and uh, all those kind of things. So, uh, that's and, the, well, that's yeah. the whole idea. Whole you idea. don't get the benefit package that you entitled. You should be entitled to because there are no unions to um, speak on your behalf. Right. So by eradicating the unions, then they pretty much have their way with employees. Right. They pay you what they want. They pay you work um, for as long as they want you to work for what they want you to work for, and uh, no benefits uh, attached to that. And um, they just pretty much, you know, exploit the workers. And talking about benefits, you you also talk about healthcare, the provision of healthcare. To the people, as as one of the aspects of of um, of the hypocrisies of democracy. Correct. Um, we know healthcare in the United States is an abomination, but in terms of price, in terms of what it costs, if if you can have, afford it, as you get access to it, you can have access to the best healthcare money yes. can buy. Correct. But money can buy being the operative term. Um, in our islands in the Caribbean, sometimes there is no healthcare for us to even buy, even if we can afford it. So, so, so let's talk about that aspect of of a government serving, being of service to its people in the sense of protecting them um, by providing them with adequate hmm. healthcare. That's a very good one. Healthcare in Dominica, as it relates to Dominica, the Caribbean. Or? Dominica, I just think Dominica is very different from the rest of the islands. So it might be a little worse, you know. But yes, in, in the context of uh, healthcare? Quality of healthcare, yeah. Do we, do we even have healthcare in Dominica? Well, let, well, let's start. Where do I start? I, let's start with the Princess Margaret Hospital. 
if uh, if you were to uh, if you had listened to uh, Dale Dangerben, he uh, he gave you a pretty good idea as to what the healthcare system is in Dominica. I mean, it, the, the the main hospital, Princess Margaret Hospital. I remember my mother was a, my mother was a nurse. She she has uh, retired. She's now retired. But my mother did her training at the Princess Margaret Hospital. I remember, you know, going to school in town. I used to visit my mother there. And hospital was the hospital at that time. Uh, they had everything, everything. Now you get bandaged there, you're lucky. People go in there with a little, with a minor injury, something benign. They come out probably dead or simple things. The condition is deplorable at the hospital. Doctors misdiagnosing people. Host of things. Marigot hospitals closed down. They don't have uh, the right equipment. Healthcare's shutting down. Total hypocrisy, and 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 in some places, uh, some areas of the country, you have healthcare uh, uh, facilities that are, you know, supreme to the Princess Margaret Hospital. Because the healthcare there, it's 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 more it's it's state of the art, and you don't have a proper hospital in 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 Roseau, and you don't have a hospital in Marigot in the immediate vicinity of the airport. Medication is so outrageously high that people can hardly pay for medication. You're lucky if you know if you know, the employment is so so bad. Most people are not employed. They can't they can't even buy medication if they have an ailment. And people are terminally ill. It's deplorable, really. The other day, um, you know, a gentleman, I believe, uh, in Grand Bay got shot, and uh, it was all over um, the the, the uh, social media. I mean, they they did not even have EMS there to attend to this gentleman. By the time he got to the Princess Margaret Hospital, he was um, shortly thereafter. He was a, a, a dead. Man. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And all of us have, all of us have nightmares. It's atrocious. It's really yeah. atrocious. Atrocious, really, really. It's really deplorable. I, I, I have a, I have a brother that went to, he went to Dominican vacation. And unfortunately, I don't know, he woke up on Sunday morning and he had his breakfast and he went to lay down and he, he passed away while he laying down. And, um, we wanted an autopsy. And we had to wait two weeks for a pathologist to come from somewhere else to perform an autopsy. So ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Absolutely absurd. Yeah. yeah. But look the, at Blessings. Blessings, uh, he's diabetic and, um, he was misdiagnosed at the hospital. He went to Barbados and they, they told him that, uh, he didn't require, uh, amputation. 
whereas they had uh, they had diagnosed, <laughs> they had administered amputation for him. Wow. Absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. He came back with both of his legs. And they were about to do double amputation for him. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Things so, have to get better. Things so, have to get better. So how do we, now, now we talk about freedom of speech, we talk about freedom of protest, we talk about the government being of service. One of the things that we don't have in the Caribbean a lot of is data. How do we go about, as a people, because if we say that the government, we, we have to be able to, to hold them accountable. We have to be able to hold them, we have to have the evidence to hold them accountable. Anecdotal story, anecdotal accounts are, are one thing, but we need the numbers, we need the data, and also we need I guess government to have an idea of what the people really think of them. Because you never know, government might, might think that they're doing a very good job. Oh, you, you're referring to polls? I mean, talking about polling and uh-huh. the ability to communicate our dissatisfaction with government. Well, absolutely. They, they need to, uh, they need to have in place, um, a system of polling. They should be polling. Um, in order to know, to get a snap snapshot of where you are in terms of popularity, you need to do polls. polls. I have, there's a chapter on polls. Yeah, there's a chapter uh, in your book on polls, definitely. I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a poll was taken recently. I, I believe um, Alex Bruno is uh, running a polling company there, I believe. And I think he did a poll and um, to see what the outcome would be if the ele- elections were held today. And um, I believe the results came out. But but let me say, say this about uh, polls. Polls can be very misleading. Even here in America and here in, in the United States, polls can be misleading. Case in point. Recall that in 2012, President Obama... His running, his uh, opponent was uh, Mitt Romney, and they had President Obama and Mitt Romney neck and neck all the way up to the actual date of the election. Forty-nine, forty-nine, forty-eight, forty-eight, fifty-fifty, neck and neck. We all know what the outcome of that election was—a landslide for President Obama. So I say this to say that polls can be misleading. If you have the right, if you have the, the wrong, the wrong, uh, if you have the wrong sample to do a survey, conduct a poll, you will get the wrong, the result will be skewed. There will be an imbalance. It depends on who you are questioning for that poll. So there is reliability and there is validity in, in polling. You can get the same result using the same methodology, and it looks reliable. However, when you dissect it, you may find that the sample 
was not well uh, selected. Following is something mathematical, something scientific. Both in the design of the, of your sample and your questions and how you go about correct the data correct. and and the analysis of the data. So correct, correct. So so, but the other thing, but the aspect I want to take though is um, we talk about the media and the role that the media plays in democracy. Correct. So so getting the correct information to the people is a huge part of of democracy. Absolutely. Because if we, if we have to take for an instance that the poll, I guess you were starting to say that the recent poll that came out showed that if the election were held today, the the government would be returned to power. I believe that's what the result is. In, in an atmosphere where we look at the performance of the government and there's so there's so much room for improvement. There's not well, somebody's been in power for 16 years. There's no longer room for improvement. It's so many areas of shortcoming. Absolutely. Um, but again, again, we 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 want to talk about the importance then of information dissemination as part of a democracy. So, so democracy in itself, then, as we come to the close, is is like an onion. There, there, there are several layers to it. So when, layers, correct. When we read the definition, the definition is quite simple. Give people the freedom to choose who they want to serve them, and let that freedom continue to give them the chance to recall these people if they're dissatisfied with the performance of the people and to put somebody else in there, in a nutshell. Correct. But when we look at all the nuances as to getting the incorrect information to the masses, the interact, how do you how do you judge the performance of the government? Well, how do well you, all of those things. Uh-huh, if, go ahead. The informa- if the information is not being disseminated uh, fairly, then the, the the information will be biased, and that is not democracy. And that's not democracy. So the national radio station, which probably uh, reaches, I'd say, 80% of the people. Is that an accurate... Uh, it's not more, yeah. Every, everybody has a radio station, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have one um, set, set of... If the government alone has access to that radio station, it means that the information being disseminated to the people is skewed. Most of the people are not privy to that information. So or what the information that they are privy to on the national registration will be biased. In other words, they will not be hearing the other side of the debate of the issues. They will not they, they, they are not privy to that. So they're hearing one it's it is it is more or less spreading propaganda and it's always it's putting the government in a in a in a in a in, a, in an excellent light. So everything looks positive. Because they're not hearing and they're not seeing the other side. And that's non-democratic. Right. And then, and then we add to that a situation where parliament is not being called on a regular basis. That's true. Parliament so, is not being called and in parliament itself, there's a lot of, um, it's very imbalanced. 
The opposition has absolutely no no right. All the right is given to the incumbent government. That's not democracy. The opposition has absolutely no right in parliament. It's totally skewed. Okay, so let's let's just close our discussion. We open our discussion with the idealistic definition of democracy. Maybe we can close it with what we, if we, if we can wrap our hands around our minds around the hypocrisy part of it. Talk to me a little bit about the hypocrisy part of the, of our democracy and and how it contaminates and and causes our democracy to fail. Or any democracy, for that matter. Well, it's very simple. As you said, it's based on the principle, it's based on the principle that the people are the ones with the power. So the power in the people is stronger than the people in power. Anytime we deviate from that, it's hypocritical, and it's non-democratic. So the people at all times should be the bosses. The people should be able to uh, insert and eject people from government through the voting system. And if, the, if there is uh, no free and fair election by which they can accomplish that, then that's non-democratic. If the people in a, in, an, in a society, if the people are not the ones in power, if the people are not free to speak up, if the people are not free to, to, to demonstrate, if the people are not free to protest, if the people are not uh, privy to uh, both sides, the argument from the opposition and the, the incumbent government, equally, that's hypocritical and that's non-democratic. So, so how? And this goes to my final question as as we come to as we come to the close. So, so since we have since we seem like we've deviated so far from democracy, what do you? How would we? How do we find our way back? How do we find our way back? Back to the people again. Back to democracy. Back to democracy and back to the people. The people have to take a stand. The people have to take a stand, and they are the bosses, they are the em- employers, they are the ones to take a stand. And how do they take a stand? They stand up, and they protest, and they demonstrate that this is not what we want, and we want you out, and they vote the government out. That's only in that case you can get change in a country. People well, that, uh-huh, go ahead. get the government, vote the government out if they're not doing the work. Just like an employer fires or terminates an employee, terminate the government through your voting system. So, this week is the week of May 29th. If you're from Dominica, you know the significance of May 29th. 1978. 79. 79, I mean, I'm sorry, 79. May 29, 1979. 
when um, the people became dissatisfied with the government. Um, the media played a big part in that. The trade union played a big part, part in that. All right. Uh, the polls, as informal as they were, played a big part in that because every time in newspaper, every week newspaper would come out and show how much more unpopular the government was and that and so on. Correct. And the people rose up and protested and faced down armed forces to demand, to demand the country back. And so as we, as we look at May 29, which is four days away, we want to remind our people that the, the power is always vested in the people. And oh. sometimes, sometimes people may give up that power, but it's always available for them to, to take it back. Correct. And so, listeners, you know, this has been a, a really profound, really deep discussion. And it's been, it's been, it's been centered around, around the book. And we, we've only scraped the iceberg. Um, Jeffers Joseph, uh, author, writer, thinker. And his book is called Democracies, Hypocrisies. So the hypocrisies of democracy. So, Mr. Je- Mr. Joseph Jeffers, I, I want to, I want to tell you it was, it was a real pleasure having this conversation with you. I think we explored um, a certain amount of ground and we were able to have a very yes, intelligent... We did. We sure did. Uh, I think we had an intelligent conversation without necessarily getting too partisan. Honest discussion. Honest discussion and, and, and assessing things the way they are, honestly. But I don't think it was partisan. It was it was too... It, it was taken sides or anything. And so I want to... I want to... I want objective. to thank you. No, certainly, certainly. And, and there's so much more to discuss. There's so much more to discuss. So I think we should do this again. You know, there, there are other, there are other areas that we can cover. I mean, there, there are hot button topics like same-sex marriage. Same-sex <laughs> marriage, same-sex marriage in the context of Dominica is in, in scenery, you know? Um, okay. income and wealth inequality. Certainly, we, we can see the demise of the livelihood of a number of Dominicans, and we also see the tremendous wealth, increasing wealth of a few. Correct. Um, minimum wage, uh, religion and politics. Uh, and I'm just skimming through it. Climate change, huge, huge, huge areas that we, that we, that we need to, to talk about employer employee relationships. It's so common in Dominica when um, I've, I've known people who work in places for years, and when they re- approach in retirement, the employer simply gets somebody younger to replace them and fire them before they get to the point where they need where they oh, yeah. qualify for pension. Oh, All yeah. those things, yeah. That's... The influence of money and special interests. Unsubstantiated allegations of voter fraud. Acts of voter suppression. Women's rights. Illegal drugs. Dishonor of the presidency. (laughs) 
large government versus small government, I think 21 seats is a, num- is a large number. Of seats. A number of areas. I mean, we, we, we basically just started scraping the iceberg in terms of the number of topic areas that you handle. True, true. And so, and so you have to come back. You have to come <laughs> back so we can, we can continue the discussion. Absolutely. I have no problem with that. I'd be delighted to come back. And listeners, in the meantime, go to Amazon.com, get the book. It's called Democracies, apostrophe S, Hypocrisies. Get the book. It's, it's a very light read. It's heavy topics, but it's written in such a way that, that you will enjoy reading it. Just, um, get it. And, and next time, Jeffers will first I'll open the line. I'll open up the line. So that you, you can participate in the discussion. So listeners, go to Amazon.com, get the book, Democracies, Hypocrisies, and uh, when we have when we have Jeffers back on, you will be able to participate in the discussion. But for tonight, this this is where we have to leave it. Um, and I, and I want to say that I'm I'm so I'm so happy with the way that we had this discussion, the the topics that we covered. I think I think we've our, our listeners um, got a good a good taste. Like I said at the beginning, your definition of democracy is one of the more clear explanation and, and descriptions of democracy. Because some people have it as such an abstract idea, and you're able to bring it into into real practicality. Thank you. So, thank you. So I want I want to say good luck and congratulations on the book. And, exactly. and I look forward to our next discussion. Oh, absolutely. Just uh, call on me and I'll be there. All right. So you might become our in-house political expert. <laughs> if you don't watch this <laughs> <laughs> That sounds good. But, uh, but, but let me say good night. And, um, and, and, and thank you. Okay, Anthony. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Uh, being on with you tonight. Awesome. So, listeners, there you had it, another episode of, of this week in interview. Uh, very interesting and intriguing discussion. Uh, very fascinating writer. The last time he was here, we were talking um, fiction, murder mystery, and tonight we were talking politics. So, go look him up, support him. He's a young man doing his thing, and it's, it, you know, it's it's admirable when we when we see that type of production and that quality of work from from our people. So go to Amazon.com, get the book. You can get it on your Kindle, or you can buy the, um, the actual book. And um, if you come to Dominican events, I'm sure he would he would love to to sign it for you. And I want to say good night to you and, and and to say that I appreciate you coming every Wednesday night to spend an hour. A little bit of an almost time with me on this weekend interview. We'll see you next week. If tonight was your first night, I hope you enjoyed the discussion. I want to say thank you to our engineer Sam, our sponsors, GND Enterprises. Check out the website CaribbeanBusinessLinkup.com. And and if you if you offer any type of service whatsoever, any type of service, um, sign up, advertise your advertise your product. And I will see you here next week, Wednesday. Remember, May 29th, we took back the power. I, I am, I was really interested in, 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 in interviewing, um, the Honorable Patrick John. I know they don't call him Honorable anymore, but he's the one who took us to independence. So I, I still admire him. He's the one who took us into independence. And I think he had 
he had certain visions. Maybe, maybe the capacity to execute them may have been a little bit um, short. But the discussion is still still that we have. It's part of our history, and there may be lessons to learn from that period of time because we hear rumblings of the present government in Dominica wanting to pass laws to restrain and restrict dissent and protest in 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 under the guise of 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 defamatory. And we see the courts being co-opted into that with persons bringing lawsuits and winning lawsuits and things that should be normal journalistic um, reporting. So, so May 29th, take, remember that date, take a pause and reflect on it and, and, and um, let's make sure that we're not the gains that our people sweated and bled for. We're not, we're not allowing them to slip out of our hands and go, and go in vain. And so have a beautiful week and I will see you here next week, Wednesday when we will have another discussion, another conversation. And, um, in the meantime, stay safe and have a wonderful week. Good night. 